It's time for another episode of Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi. Hi there. Oh gosh, I'm so excited. Today on the show, I have my friends Kate Mines and Paul Witten, who have a web series called Dropping the Soap, and we will get to that later. But it's all about behind the scenes of a soap opera, which made me think, what should I talk about for an intro? And they're usually not at all connected to my guests. But I thought, oh, of course, behind the scenes at a soap opera, I think of one of my favorite movies of all time, which is, of course, Soap Dish, um, which I'm going to be, um, which I, I'm on the show on Logo called Cocktails and Classics, where we watch movies and uh, and drink a lot, and I pour the drinks, and it's a lot of fun. Michael Yuri hosts it, who's obviously a goddamn delight and national treasure. And Soap Dish is one of the movies that we're doing, so that will probably be on, or by the time this podcast is um, has launched or dropped or whatever you want to call it. So um, if you haven't seen Soap Dish, number one, uh, get woke. Uh, number two, uh, you know, watch it again um, uh, on Cocktails and Classics. But Soap Dish makes me think of um, the summer when it came out, which I think was the summer after eighth grade and I spent my brother and I spent a week but it's it seemed like all summer that summer um with my grandparents who were my dad's parents who are uh have both died by now but um they uh they took us to two movies that week it was a, it was this interminable insane bizarre uh, you know Lutheran who's afraid of Virginia Wolf by way of Charlotte North Carolina um you know for, through the eyes of an eighth grader um but we went and saw soap dish which my grandfather insisted would was called soup dish um we don't know why but he argued with us also when we sat through the movie and were laughing we were scolded because this was not supposed to be funny my grandmother loved soap operas and she didn't like them disrespected like this um so needless to say they didn't they didn't get it but um it's still one of my favorite movies the other movie that we watched uh i remember that week was what about bob but my grandfather also insisted that that one was called where's bob um because i remember him saying he's lost so it's called where's bob um his name was Ralph, and uh, he wore a giant tiger's eye ring and grumbled a lot. And uh, my grandmother's name was Dot, and they lived in a condo in Charlotte, North Carolina. And they were very stern, humorless, yet Lutherans. And they, they maintained a, a day-drunk dullness and a general displeasure towards all things. They were they were wonderful. You went into their condo, and it, and it smelled like... Aramis and beef broth. You know, it just was thick, um, vaguely sweet, uh, old, masculine. Like, what's happened here? Like, like a lot of verbal battles have been fought and lost uh, in this condo. Um, my grandfather sold Lazy Boy chairs, which is what he made my father do. My, my father was given no choice but to sell Lazy Boy chairs. My father wanted to be an orthodontist, but uh, Ralph thought that that was um, a fad, thought that being an orthodontist would, would, would go away, um, and there was no money to be had in that job, so he had to sell Lazy Boy chairs. So my dad was miserable as a furniture salesman. He got good at it and he seemed to have passion at it but like he didn't want to do that with his life and um 
God love my dad for telling me and my brother that we could do whatever we wanted to with our lives. He was like, that was one thing. He was like, I will never tell you what to do with your life, which thank you, dad, because that I can't imagine selling just, you know, recliners and ottomans and, you know, and just, you know, just weird leather buttoned giant couches. Um, but um, yes, my grandmother was always drinking Rob Roy's. So every time I hear Rob Roy, I think of I think of Dot and um, and it was oh my god the food it was always like ham loaf and um you know and and she drank iced coffee which of course now we all love and know but it was 80s iced coffee so that was just like boil a pot of senka and pour it over ice and it's just vaguely orange and it's just bitter like they loved anything like salty and filling and bitter and I remember at a very young age, um, we, uh, we would always drink there because they loved alcohol and they were just always asking, you must have been sick if you weren't drinking at all hours of the day. Drink. And so I remember I would always drink white Zinfandel. I would be like 13 and I took no pleasure in it. I, I loved drinking and I loved underage drinking for sure. But when I was at their house, it was an assignment and you drank and I drank this white Zinfandel that was horrible like just would give you lockjaw and it was just so sweet um and and it was always in like a clouded crystal goblet and my parents who both were big drinkers uh had to pretend to drink more so because they would when they would just want water they were seeing you know they were sick or there was something wrong with them or they were mad about something according to Ralph and Dot so my my dad had to make mocktails for my mom and they had to just you know doctor up glasses of water and make them look like they they were fun they were fun water um also because they were into furniture and they were very clean despite their despite their filthy clouded brains they were clean people so all of the furniture was spotless and untouched and it was festooned with these like peach foam accents it was very peach in there so my memories of that were were that um naps were were forbidden. If you wanted to take a nap, you were weak. You, you weren't drinking and screaming with the rest of the family. What's wrong with you? And um, and they always wanted to take us to this country club that was right next door to their uh, to their condo. And they were members of this of this of this country club, and it had the worst food on the planet. They just loved being called by their names. They loved getting treated like you know royalty from another time. It was all just like pageantry of just like they would go in and it would be like, oh, Mr. Drogi, how are you? Also, we could usually go there on Sundays after church. And North Carolina law was that the blue laws were that you had you could only serve alcohol after 1 p.m. And, you know, church was at 11. We'd be out at, at noon. And that time between noon and one was murder because every five minutes, my grandfather and grandmother would be screaming at the help. Is it one o'clock yet? When is it one? We're thirsty. Um, and then they just would drink and take no visible pleasure from it. It was just like, oh, more of this. Um, but that food at the country club, it was always like some sort of like gelled fish with fried squash or like room temperature meatloaf. Or one time I remember I ordered prosciutto and melon. And I was very young, but you know, you know, when the the homosexual has to order something that that sounds a little bit cosmopolitan, so I'm like, oh, prosciutto and melon, and the prosciutto, which I love to this day, I love prosciutto, and I'd had it before <laughs> because I'm not a garbage bag, but the prosciutto at this country club tasted like people. It, I remember saying 
to my grandparents, this tastes like human flesh. And they had no reaction whatsoever. Like, I mean, it was just like, your point? Um, it was so, yes, I don't know what they had done to that ham to make it taste like what I thought people would taste like. And I still remember what it tasted like. It was like I put my own hand in my mouth and just started devouring it. Um, there was one time when we stayed with them when we were nine and I was probably nine and my brother was seven and we had to play bridge with them or Parcheesi or something really complicated card game. And they would just have fistfuls of nuts. They always had so many snacks out on this on this giant table and it was all like dimly lit. Like everything was like like just lascivious and insidious like we're just committing crimes over these card games and and they would grab these handfuls of peanuts and they'd be falling out of their of their claws and there'd be salt hanging off and oil and a giant cheese ball with minnows you know gasping for air to come out and it was horrifying. And there was one time when we were children playing some board game and my brother and I got silly about something because we're children. And I remember my grandfather just smacking his hands together and nuts and salt and oil and rage went everywhere. And he was like, put away the damn cards. And my brother and I just, I mean, we were probably not safe in that situation because we were being screamed at um, and overlooked by these these aging drunks. But we were fine. We just laughed the whole time. We just thought it was so funny. Like, it just was hilarious to us. And we'd go run and play outside. And it just kind of didn't land on us. Like, this is a bad situation. Nope, not at all. And um, my grandmother had this, like, this uh, uh, this giant um, stand, uh, a display case of all these Royal Dalton dolls, those collectible ceramic. It's always, like, women in gowns, and they're always in some sort of movement. It's always, like... Oh, she's being whisked off the dance floor onto the, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, the veranda or something. And they were always in these big gowns. And I used to just stare into that for hours in my memory, which was probably, you know, seconds. But it's a child's memory. So it, and it sounds better to, that it was for hours. I was this lost child with eating, you know, human flesh and <laughs> looking at these women. And I just looked at these. I just remember looking at these women and just like dreaming of a better life for them. Like, like they're just stuck in this cabinet, um, you know that it's that it's getting cleaned every day. But th- they're not, you know, experiencing life. They don't get to go out. They don't get to do anything. Um, and uh, you know, and I dreamed of uh, of a life for myself outside of all of that, which which I've gotten. But I, I definitely want to take a moment to thank my grandparents because it was a wonderful, weird. bizarre time every time I went over to my dad's parents. My mom's parents are both still alive and they are lovely and they're full of, they're just the most pure, honest, I talk about them a lot on here because I love them and they're a lot less fun to talk about because they're not, they're not insane. But, um, thank you for the insanity. And, uh, you know, we were all right. After all that, we were all right. I'm sitting here. <laughs> Hi, guys. I don't know what's wrong. I'm hiccuping already. I'm sitting here with the lovely and delightful Kate Mines and Paul Witten. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi How are y'all? Good. How are you? All right. All right. You've had a day. You've a had day. a day, Paul. Yeah. What happened? You 
Well, I was hiking, um, uh-huh. and I got in my car, and on my way over here, my tire blew out. Oh, my God. Wait, so after you were hiking? Yeah, I, I had mean, to like... throw in that I was hiking because oh, okay. I ate everything in my house the night before. <laughs> so I basically Because I was like, to, you were like... hiking, and then your car, your tire blew out. I'm like, wait a minute. So while you were know, hiking? There's no or... connection. Don't look for it. It's just me <laughs> feeling so disgusting and such like a pig. I woke up this morning, and I was making healthy choices, and then everything oh. set on fire. No, um, <laughs> so uh, that's such a bummer. So then, what did you have to do? You had to. Well, I, I call. <laughs> I called a tire company that I that I uh, have used before, and they're about two or three miles away from where I was at. But my car, it was on the rim. Oh. And shit. I called. and said, "Can I drive two or three miles to get you?" They're like, mm, no. "No, no, 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 no." So no. I pulled into a gas station, and they helped me out immediately. Okay. Do you have AAA? Uh, I don't. I You've found got that I kept, AAA. You know you what? Know I'm going to disagree AAA, because. Oh yes, and okay. No, 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 no. no. I want to hear that you don't like AAA. <laughs> no, because I no. I think they're wonderful. I've just never used them, and I kept paying and paying and paying for years totally. and years and years, and I really have never used it. Oh, that's so. Oh, well, it's like a hundred bucks a year, right? But you can sign up on the side of the road, so if something happens, you can sign up in that moment, and they'll come and get you. Because right. I paid for it for years and never used it. I'd rather test my friendships <laughs> and say, <laughs> you know, I'm. So Stranded. Well, in L.A. How for much car do trouble, me? do you think anyone in okay. Los Angeles knows how to help? Guess who did not come in? Remember when it was it was pouring down rain? I had just worked out at that Studio City, whatever, and I called you and I said my battery was out, and Paul's like, "Call Mandy, I don't know." Call I Mandy, not, I don't know. That is not true. I didn't have jumper cables. <laughs> but you also had to mention that you were working out too, Kate. So I love That's that as right. well. I, I was, was working out. I was hiking. We're I very hate good. both of us already. <laughs> well, just to be clear, yeah, I went to Wendy's on the way here and Paul went to McDonald's. And I went to McDonald's. So. Good for you. Because I'm a Absolutely. fucking monster. Ooh, can right. we curse on here? Yeah. Oh my God, please. Okay. On my show, I would love it. I was like, um, Kate, I'm going to talk to you a minute about your mouth. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> exactly. No, I have actually done a lot of shows and I'm always surprised when they go, no profanity on the show. And you're like, what is, is this? this? Uh, what is this, 1981? Like, why can you not, like. <laughs> In Russia? You, exactly. Like, I love all the words in yeah. our vocabulary and. Mm. You know, um, I can't imagine not being able to, to say those. But um, I do, I hate just, I hate adult shit like that. Like, I hate anything. Ugh. I also never plan my life for anything to go wrong. Like, I, I schedule my life so tightly that I don't ever think like, oh, what if this thing happens? That, that totally. it's, just going to, it's just going to happen. It's a matter of time before a tire is going to blow out or, you know, you're out of gas or whatever. And I just, it's it's never convenient. Like, I also never... never budget for it, right? You're like, oh my right. God, I'm coming in so great this month. And then that right. happens and you're like, I don't have an extra $300. I don't budget. Right. Exactly. Right. And I don't budget either. I don't know how you do it. Well, I meant, you know, I share money with uh-huh. my husband, so it's a little more complicated when you're right. sh- having to share money. And, yeah. And I'm an a-, a full-time actor, so I don't know where my money is coming from. Always. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, I never know from month to month. I'll have months that I'm that it's great, and then other months I'm like, I didn't make a dollar Right. You're month. like, I have not made a single dollar in three months or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you just kind of have to, like, figure it away. I mean, I kind of try to stash it away every now and then when I can, but I just don't ever know where? how to do that. Where do you yeah. Oh, I have <laughs> large penny jars. <laughs> oh. Uh underneath various appliances. No, but seriously, where is it? Oh, Paul. Stop. Do you need $300? Do you need a tire? I just had to get a new tire. So is your car getting fixed right now or did no, it already get I, fixed? I, this guy was a ninja and I, wow. I drove in and I actually had gone to him years ago and it was in Studio City uh, uh, and he was awesome. He's like, I can get it done in 10 minutes. I have a used tire. He only had one that would fit the Prius. I have oh a Prius, my God. I Is it that gas station at Coldwater and, and um, <laughs> no, Ventura? Laurel Canyon Ventura. Yeah, okay. like across from where I used to. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, oh my I've God. 
I, I it's just one of those things that I just I really really loathe it. I don't know how people. I mean, I just panic. Like, I I texted Kate and I was like, "Okay, tire just blew." He was like, "I'm not gonna make it." Not sure I'm gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but of course I was able well, to do it. I didn't shower after once, the hike. Forget though. it. Yeah. So don't burn that bridge, Drew Drogi. You are just <laughs> on my podcast. I've heard that about you. Not in Burbank. I drive all the way to Burbank. I didn't have a tire blowout. I'm having PTSD being here in Burbank. I know. So you're from here? Well, slow down. I, I'm not from here. I mean, I'm from Los Angeles, but but I did go. To Burbank High School. Wow, how was that? It was horrible. If I'm being honest, I, or is that bad to be that honest? No, that's all I all I, I want. Hated it. Why? Why? Well, because I have no concept a, of it. I'm a card carrying, well, barely homosexual. And why are you barely a homosexual? Well, because I don't like musicals, and oh. I hate Barbara Streisand. Oh, I do too. I'm right is this with my you minor revelation? It might very but well like be. Like Vivian Lee, and you, you know. Yeah, well, I'm not a like... monster. <laughs> but you like um, what about? Barbara Streisand. We'll get back to the high school as well, but I just want to. I want to. I want to um, unpack your Barbara Streisand unpack feelings. Okay. What about her? Is is just is not. You know, I, I, it's hard to put my finger on other than everything. Well, I'll tell but you. But I will say that I see her in movies and I find her compelling to watch. Okay. It might be because of the halo of light that she always puts herself <laughs> around. Yes, yes. It's and sort it's of like kind of lulls I can't you not into watch this that. sense of like my god. She's how... a siren, but right. by that I mean like the villain from Batman, like you yeah. know, just like you can't look away. I feel like no one's going to hear this, right? Cuz I feel like no one's hearing, no one listens to this. for not liking No, no, no. no. I well, there, I'll tell you the reason why I, why I don't like her and it's not because I don't think she's talented. I mean, she, I, oh, I she's think she's absolutely talented. I think she's flawless and I think that's why she's boring. Like I think she, I would love to see her like go up on her lines once or or sort of be a human being and I don't think like I don't see humanity oh my God, in yes. her. Yes. You I feel like hit she's always it's always yeah there's always a halo around her. She's always in white with a white, white microphone. microphone. I love how you're saying white. And um it's I'm doing this in that That's everything. play I'm doing right now. It's put an h after whole and just white. makes it even more weevil. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's and, wonderful. Uh, wonderful. And but everything is that. Everything is like and please take them off please go for it you've had a day um that's why I'm not interested in her. Like I've always, that's why I've said like my diva is Diane Weist because I'm like, she's <laughs> so, so flawed, so flawed in the most beautiful, broken human way, and that's what I'm more interested in. I don't care about some diva that's going to come out and just kill it and hit every hit every note and be correct. Right. And I and I kind of criticize a lot of our gays that 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 judge in that way that I are very know. that are very empirical in their way about like you know what I mean about like yeah I like it when someone misses a note. I like it when someone goes up on a line. I like when people are messy. I mean, it, it, I do too. It, it connects you know singer, me to them. I agree. And do you know the singer Brandy Carlisle? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her voice yeah. because it's so raw and so right. beautiful. And yeah. I moved. Right. You know, because you can tell she's done a particular take and she printed the take. Right. Like, in spite of the flaws, maybe vocally, which, of course, maybe you and I don't see that way. I, I just love that. It yeah, connects me to that, and I feel like, and it's like I go back to my my um, my background in community theater in small town North Carolina, <laughs> but I always loved the the people who weren't the greatest singers who brought the performance. Oh, then you'd love me. Because uh, <laughs> I do just all tap dancing and hand. But you know, like to talk about, like you say, you don't like musicals. I don't like musicals where everyone's just dull and boring and perfect, and they've just you know clearly gotten out of conservatory, and they're and they're hitting their marks, and they're doing everything exactly right, and. And that's that's just not it's just not interesting to me. Like I'm not I'm not kept I'm not held by that. And you know it's like, um, you know I I like 
I don't know. So I, it's just it's, it's like a matter of taste. I like musicals like Assassins or something. Like, sure, right. I it's love sort that of show. like weird and atonal, and the subjects right. really fucked up, and so stuff sure. like that. It's like you you almost can't sing it right because it's not yeah. even meant to be right. And it is about and it's and it's meant to be broken. The whole point mm-hmm. of it is you're you're watching like these, you know, this something that's that's alive in front of you that mm-hmm. we're not we're just not perfect as people and so it's just it's just annoying to watch somebody that's just like flawless honey I'm just I don't care I'm so who cares about that yeah Um, I like the imperfections but I'm that way with dating too like I don't look at men not to change subjects but no 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 I don't look at people that are perfect like with perfect abs and that do crossfit me either me either I I, if anything I'm like wow I'm in so much admiration for that because I will never be that guy that wants to spend that much time so I like the flaws. I had a little belly. That's all right. Yeah. You know, or a like, big nose. I love big a big nose. nose. I love a big yeah. nose. So I, I, I think you've actually hit on it. And thank you because I wasn't able to say why I don't like her. Um, <laughs> I'll that, tell anybody that, why that, they don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but it's actually, it's, it's very true. I think that's it. It's um, very you managed. You also like Stevie Nicks, who's also sort of like... Yeah, yeah, awesome. imperfect. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Just a broken witch. Yeah, yeah just a and broken please, witch. Just and thunder give, give, only give happens a, a, when it's Cauldron with a crack down the middle and right. stir. Yeah. Let's twirl on just our Just twirl away. Oh my and, god! Yeah, we both saw it. her in concert last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two years ago. yeah, yeah. I would love to see them in concert. I love. I met her actually. You did because I went with a couple of friends who you know were able to because they're just important say it, Jane Lynch and Becca Tobin. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. they're important, and I'm not. And so we went backstage, <laughs> and I I got to meet her, which was, oh my god, yeah, and she's about four feet tall. Yeah, oh I yeah, I mean she's sure, a midget, yeah. or a little person. Oh my god, Paul, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm sorry. <laughs> he I'm said sorry. that word on every podcast we've done. Oh my god, I love, like I, I love it. I love it. No, that's but she's weird. Not, not supposed to say that. Right? Well, here's the thing. I'm sorry. She's not really a little person, so you can say <laughs> no, she's a midget without insulting right. little people. Right? Exactly. I mean, she, but I mean, I guess, <laughs> it'd be different if, if she was really. Yeah, a she's not person. an many, but and she's just. I don't like think you. it's offensive to say, you know, oh my god, she's a midget when they're not really. Right. I mean, okay, I mean, not on my show. I'm sorry. There's got an issue with it. I'm just not politically correct. You know. No, 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 please. Wait, can I ask you where in North Carolina you're from? From outside of Charlotte. Okay. Miss I went Malton. to NC State for a year. And you half. did? Yeah, that was terrible. What? Was oh terrible. yeah, that's. I can't imagine you there. It's Raleigh. not. Oh, God. No, Raleigh. I just like Raleigh's made fine, a but I just don't know that NC State is. Yeah. It was like racist. It was terrible. Like it was like one of those things when you're 18, you're like choose a place, and I was like it's warm here, so I went, and like 10 minutes in, I was like this was a bad idea. <laughs> and 18, but it's also later, like a pretty technical school too. I mean, it's not really. Yeah, you know, it has a really good like. Um, uh, like design school. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And I don't. I wasn't a theater major then. I was like a. I'm looking at Paul like he knows. I was a communications major. Uh-huh. You know, it's like one of those sure. things where it's like, mm, I'll choose this one. Right. How long were you there though? Uh, I was there for three semesters. Okay. okay. Oh, okay, but that yeah. was a long time. So, and you hated it the whole time. Um. Well, it took me a while. I was like, why am I throwing up every day? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I was like, bulimia, oh, I but... have. <laughs> it was the opposite of bulimia. No, I was just so un. It took me so long to figure out. I was just so unhappy. Well, also at that age, you don't really know that you. Have, I mean, for me, I mean, I you know don't know how you were at eighteen, but was an I idiot. Did, I didn't know that I could drop out of school. I didn't know that I had freedom to do things totally. like that. I was like kind of always, I just kind of followed the rules a lot. Me too. Um, it, you know, and I mean, I went to Wake Forest, which is just down the yeah. street from NC State and I loved Wake. I ended up loving it, but for the, all the weirdest reasons and it should not have been where I went to school. I'm glad I went yeah, there. Yeah, you should I have made, gone to North Carolina School of the Arts. I know, I was in the same, I mean, when I tell people I went to school at Winston-Salem, they assume I went to School of the Arts and I don't know, I would have probably been a complete mess had I gone to School of the Arts because yeah. I, I was not emotionally ready to go to a conservatory 
Montessori and I needed to go to a smaller school where I was a little bit more nurtured and where I had to take like history classes and right. uh, like do like the liberal arts thing. But it, it, you know, it really doesn't make any sense why you make the decisions you do. Right. When I should have just not you know? gone. I should yeah. have just taken a year off and like figured my life out, and I probably oh, yeah. would have like moved to LA or oh, something. Oh, a friend of mine uh, um, has a kid who who's just graduated, and he's taking a year off from school to do like with a gap year thing, yeah. and he's traveling around Mexico he's work and at the gap? all the kids. He's going to work that. at a gap. Okay. I think um, various uh, gaps Malia, around Southern California. The Obama daughter is doing that, Malia. Oh, yeah. That's so smart. It is so smart to do that. But that was never... I mean, if I had told my parents that I was going to do that, it would have been like, oh, he's gone. He's lost. Yeah. He's going to be on the streets in weeks. Like, And it's also, like, community college they, was not an option then. I, yeah. Not where I grew up. No. It was always... Community what? Community college. Like, in California, oh, the community it. colleges are really good. That's it, where I went. I mean, I, I, I went to LA here. Valley College. But yeah, you're from... West, did you grow up in the East Coast? Yeah, I grew up in Maryland. See, that's the... I think it's an East Coast, West Coast thing. Yeah. Because I think some of the smartest people I know out here didn't go to college or went to community college or, what, or have had such an alternate... Uh, you know, higher learning. And I think everyone I know on the East Coast was like, you went to a four year school or at least tried to. Yeah. You know, and, you know, even if it's in, you know, um, and I grew up in North Carolina. So there are a lot of great universities there. So it was like, why leave the state? Because there are these great schools there. Um, and so that was just kind of part of it. They were like, it was like, where are you going to go to college? It was the same as like, where do you go to church? Yeah. Was, Wait, you don't go to church? Was like, it was a huge deal if you didn't go to church, right. if you didn't well, go I'm to a college. Jew, but yeah. You know, see that, that like, I grew up with no Jews. I didn't grow up with any Catholics. I don't so think it was I like, grew up with Jews because I, I lived in Tennessee for a while. Oh, okay. Where in Tennessee? Germantown. Okay. Where is that? Right on the outskirts of Memphis. Okay. And uh, it was very church, very. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what? Now, what prompted you? Your family went from Tennessee to California. Yeah. My mom's a whore. Okay, well, she, <laughs> no, my mom got remarried a few times. That explains everything. Right? <laughs> exactly. Memphis to Burbank, right. whore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. She remarried a few times, so okay. we got we got. Uh, the opportunity to, to move around. Uh -huh. quite loaded. A bit. That's such a mm -hmm. loaded answer. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Your dad still lives in Burbank, yeah? Mm hmm. Wow. So, talk to us about Burbank High. What, what was this experience like? You know, at the time, uh, back in the 20s, when I went, <laughs> it, uh, it was just, it was very uh, simple. Like being being a gay, even though I wasn't out by any stretch of the imagination, being a gay guy in Burbank and having people kind of sense that you might be was really hard. So I yeah. worked, you know, I did theater, but you know, it was all about sports. It was a little like Midwest mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is that way at all anymore. But at right. the time, it was very, you know, Lockheed mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. you know, middle income families. And so I well, don't it's think still the Valley, you know, which is different from L.A. I mean, even though it's just over the hill, it is a different mindset. It's not sort of like. Well, but I think it has evolved, though, don't you? Oh, of course. I mean, of I course. think it's and every, evolved, but everywhere as has. we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think at the time, uh, things were not evolved. Mm -hmm. So it was it was hard. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think also you're just saying boring, because I mean, even when you're even when it's boring. not about sex and sexuality, it's it's about perspective and point of view. And when you're, when you're gay, you grow up, you're gay from when you're born. So the things you like and want to talk about, there's no one around you to talk about and experience. You know what I mean? So right. outside of sex, it's also like 
who can I talk connected. to about Linda Carter or whoever? And I connected mostly at the time with women and, you know, uh-huh. who had like punky hair. Of and course. Like, you know, wore so much has changed. Like, no, no, right? <laughs> we're looking Kate across at Kate, who has this gorgeous punky blonde hair. <laughs> so, uh, were you a fan of Susan Clark on Webster? Who is? I don't know. The mom is. on Webster. She no. went through a punk phase. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Papadopoulos. She went through a one season that she had like spiky hair and she wore leather jackets. And she's like, oh hello, God, Webster. Amazing. I'm punk. <laughs> Webster. You remember she, she had a little weird, weird twill on her lip. Um, watch Oh, I'm so sorry. It was great. I'm gonna go binge. Watch I have the it now. whole of the whole series on <laughs> DVD. It's amazing. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but I love that you're into like punky women. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah again, like, you're into women that have like lived. Yeah, and that were smart and funny yep, and yep. completely embracing of who they were and didn't right. kind of. Uh, at then at the time, this was you know revelatory on some mm-hmm. level because they didn't fit into any particular yeah. you know mold they were mm-hmm. very individual and yeah. they weren't very popular so yeah. it was I love know, that yeah oh, I loved it too I uh-huh. found it interesting I used to hang out at this place called the Golden Mall the Golden Mall yes what is that it's basically well it's it was god what? I thought I knew everything about Burbank <laughs> I talk so much about Burbank on this show I love it it was the street above where Bobby McGee's is, is that still there the bar yeah, Bobby McGee. which I opened. I was the opening crew of Bobby McGee's. Really? Yeah. What street is it on San Fernando? First. Oh wait, I don't know. So if you're at First okay. Street and then you go up, it's so, now there are all those theaters though? and everything. It was just an open mall. There wasn't a street you could you couldn't drive through. It was okay. Like an open uh-huh. pedestrian mall. Okay. Great. So you'd go there after school and we'd smoke menthol cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Maybe cloves. And it was amazing. Oh, yeah. We'd hang out and talk and write lyrics to songs that, no doubt, were the worst thing ever. <laughs> and about death and yeah. suicide. I was so edgy, but oh, I worked love. at Taco Bell. So <laughs> then I throw on my brown polyester at the Golden Mall in Burbank. Right. Like, let's write about death and destruction. Right. <laughs> and like and some burritos, right? Yeah. What a magical child lettuce that I and bur- you know beans. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And then did you go? To, did you you went to community college? You said I did. For uh, this is embarrassing. I'm I'm not that smart. I went for like no, two classes. I disagree. Literally and left. Oh, well, I hate, see, you're California. I didn't like you're, school. Yeah, I, I don't like it. school I did now. it all, and it's. I, I say this to him all the time. I did it all, and never has it helped me. I mean, I'm an actor, right? So no one has ever looked at my resume and been like, ah, Shakespeare, Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I, I know exactly. Like know. nobody gives. In fact, they're like, you're old. You should move here sooner. You know what I mean? Well, there's there is that sometimes. I mean, I do feel like in our business, like they look at the resume and they're like, "Oh, you've done a lot." Yeah. Like, as if like, I was having oh, this conversation with my husband goodbye. last night. I was like, "Should I take some of this stuff off my resume because a, it makes me look like it makes it look like filler, even though they're real." Credits. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And b, it's like. Does it just make me look like I've been out here doing B-team shit for 15 years? Yeah, and I, I don't know if there's a right answer to that, because there's some people... I will say, in the play that I'm doing right now, um, I was so impressed with this theater company, they called and checked references um, on people's resumes, which I had not heard of before. Really? And it wasn't the celebration? like... At Celebration Theater, yeah. And it wasn't... They weren't doing it to like be like, are these people lying? Are you but kidding, was, Michael Shepard? It was too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Michael. <laughs> no, it was It was really about, like, the, about working with them. It was like, what were they like to work? with we really like them oh. we're interested because they and I, I was that's amazing I, I said a lot with it and I was I just said I really want to work with good people there are too many 
talented people in this town who are also really nice and easy to work with that we don't have to have any nightmares. I stopped doing theater because of that. I well, and that's why a lot of people don't do theater in, in LA, especially this, because there are people out here that are just, that have no business doing theater, that are out here just for their own selfish desires, that have no love of, of doing theater right. for the sake of doing theater. And yeah, it's great in LA, you do get seen and you do get TV and film jobs from doing theater sometimes, but a lot of times you don't. And... You know, for me, when I'm I'm mostly playing a lot of like, you know, crazy, deranged, horrible women, it's it doesn't usually translate into a job. Right. You know, sometimes people go, oh, that's funny, and they'll you know, but it doesn't always. Well, maybe not indirectly, but you're so loved. Oh yeah. well, thank and, you, honey. And, thank and you. People, it's true. So I think it probably doesn't circuit. Well, it's it's a thing where I know that. I'm just saying, like, if you know, if you're only doing theater to get seen, don't do theater because yeah, it's a, like, don't do theater with me because I'm not interested in, you know. And so they really got an amazing cast of people and understudies. So we, there were 12 people in this thing with six cast and six understudies who are having the best time together. And we've been running, we've, you know, we're, we're going to close next weekend on 11 weeks together. And it's like a oh family situation. Like we are on top of each other in a tiny space. We've done four and five shows a, a week together. We've hung out outside of the theater. We go out after, like, it would have been a completely different experience with one person who would have been awful. Yeah. You know, and they did check. And I was like really impressed by that because... I never think they even care. They don't even think they even look totally. at the resume. They kind well, of glance do down. Well, when you theater, there's always, you know, you're stuck. Like <clears throat> I did Lake Tahoe Shakespeare Festival. You're stuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, we actually stayed on the California side and performed on the Nevada side, but there's nowhere to go. There's just like a couple of casinos and right. everyone hangs out. Everyone lives together, works together, right, eats right. together. And there's always one bad apple and it's like, ugh. And right. you have to invite them. Right. Of course you, you do. like, hey, Johnny, you can't come. Right. Exactly. Even exactly. though no one wants him there. It's, oh, it's <laughs> really rough. And you've done, you've done a lot of Shakespeare. I have. <laughs> no, I, I love Shakespeare. I just, yeah. I don't like the way people do Shakespeare in L.A. I think uh-huh. they do it. Yeah. They don't do it. And in, in, in what way? I've talked about it here about, anyway, so go um, ahead. Well, first of all, I think they uh, make it pretentious and it's why mm-hmm. people don't like Shakespeare because they think right. it's pretentious and it's like, don't do not do the thing, don't play into the thing that people right. already, the perception is. Um, and the other thing is they do this thing where it's like, we're doing Romeo and Juliet under the sea or on the moon and it's right. like, you know, you don't actually need to do that. You, you don't, don't have even have to set it in Verona or wherever it is. Like, or I can't even remember where it is, but like, it's just a story about two people falling in love. Like right. it's actually a really simple, beautiful story. Right. I, I would argue it's actually. I know it's done all the time, but it's done all the time because it's such a beautiful play. It's it's a great play. Yeah, you don't need to make it. People always because I think it's because it's a film community town. People right. try to make it really theatrical. And but that's make it also something a college. Else. That's also a college problem too. Like every college wants to do like we're setting it in the Wild West or yeah. we're setting it in like you know you know uh, the Roaring Twenties or whatever because it'll be fun for costumes even when sometimes it's not at all justified in the. Well, I think it can play. work. Like I did a reverse gender taming of the shrew which i thought was brilliant it was actually an hour-long uh tour um in santa cruz and then i also did a um uh that mel brooks movie uh blazing saddles (laughs) space balls didn't you do blazing saddles he did yeah yeah, yeah, of course that's one of my saddles kind of thing that was oh that's fun i can't remember the show but yeah it was great. Well, you know, everything can work. That's the thing. If you have the right people behind it, you have the right conceptual, like, you know, a director who gets it and, and a cast that gets it, anything can, because I've done every parody show, you know, in town for years, like, of you know, this movie, 
you know, in the basement of a Mexican theater and we put on wigs and we're going to do this. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And yeah. it, it requires a lot of different things. It's a lot harder than it looks because people think like, oh, we'll just throw these things in a blender and it'll just make sense. And yeah. it doesn't always. Oh, no, in order to make it really sing like I think you guys do and, and, and your stuff, it has it's very specific. Yeah. And you have to really believe it and you really have to like answer all those questions. I mean, another great thing about doing the, the, the Charles Bush play that I'm doing now is that Ryan Bergman, our director, was like, we had we did like a week of table work where we went through every line yeah. and it was like that. why do we say that why did this character say this and there were many times that I would say I think this is just a joke and he would go maybe but that's not a good enough answer you have to come up with a reason oh, why yeah. and I love that because he was it just made it a good show because we all know why we're saying everything and there's not just a thing that's thrown away like oh we just think that's a joke or right. he wrote that in because it's funny because it's like and a lot of people I think kind of skip over that and they just want to go to how can we get a laugh here and or what's going to be the most edgy, out of the box. Right. We're going to set Hamlet in a motel room and only three people can see it yeah, at a time. Like, I and saw Hamlet where he was like taking a shit on, with his big monologue. He was sitting on a toilet oh taking a shit. Oh my God, I'm like, so bored. What's the point? And, and, and it would have been great if it like brought, if it brought any new insight no, to, to a monologue everyone knows. No, I can't. And I won't. No. no and no, it no, didn't, no. just yeah. for the record. Oh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just always amazed at people that, that really have a passion for Shakespeare because I don't. And I, I've watched, I've done it a bunch of times and but I never care to do it again. And it's not because I don't like it and maybe it is because it's it's in the Barbra Streisand category of like oh it's it's perfect or whatever and yeah you know I I have I just have like kind of trashier sensibilities talk English <laughs> I mean <laughs> thanks ma'am I, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I have a passion for it I uh-huh. did it because I you know I, I got my you feel card pretty passionate we've been talking about it for thirty <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah yeah exactly <laughs> no and I think that's great I mean I think that's wonderful I mean I don't think it's like anything that's like uh, you know. I'm not like Jones and you know I used to go and see plays and I would leave and go I could have played that role and mm-hmm. now I never leave a play I I do have movies all the time mm-hmm. where I go oh, I could have played that role mm-hmm. I never do that with plays in fact huh. I go it, I hope there's not an intermission because then I could just leave after oh my god <laughs> you know what I mean I hate a play with intermission because then I have to like so you suffer. haven't bought tickets to Drew's show I was going to say I saw Drew. Has, my play has an intermission I did sorry. see your last show which was wonderful I thank too. you yes. thank you bright colors oh, and thank you it's it was so, so fun I'm playing my play again soon it was really yeah. touching. I, I don't know. Thank I you. just like, you know, my perception of you is like you're a guy that works all the time and you're, you know, you were one of the teachers at Groundlings years ago when I was there. I wasn't in your class. But and so I have a, this perception of you. Right. And then, you know, I know you, you work for my husband, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, I just re- I walked away and I was like, oh. He can really act. Like I was really oh, touched. Thank you. I thought it was a really thank you. beautiful. Oh, I wrote that because I knew nobody else would write that for me. Like, and I had something to say, and I wanted. I was really tired of the wigs and the glasses in the show. I totally. wanted to say something, um, and I wanted to play like my dream role, which was the big, loud, gay, drunk mess that no one writes, no one puts on. I mean, talk about. I rarely go to a movie and see myself in anything, and I go, I, I don't see myself represented a lot. And I was like, well, you got to change that. I mean, I can sit and complain about that, or cry totally. in my you know corner about it, or I can go. I'm just gonna make and those look, parts. Like that went I to New York. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. So well, that thank you. It was a. It was a real. I was like, I'm. It was one of those. It, you know, life highlights getting to do that show, and I'm definitely going back and doing it again. And, oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's, interesting. Yeah, it's not done. the game now, though. I think that you create what you want to be doing, and you create your own work. It's kind of exciting. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's like, and it, there's something so uh, empowering about it. It's terrifying. It's it's exhausting. It's the it's the worst because <laughs> yes. you're just like, the very first night you go up and you're like, I don't know if anybody is going to not only l- like it or not, but I don't know if they're even going to get it. Yeah, or care. I don't know if they're going to care. Yeah. What if they're just going to feel sorry for me up here? You know, you go through everything. And it's just you. And it's, and it's just different. a one man show. Friend, for you know, your friends are, oh, Drew, right. you're amazing. I know, I know. When you get past Grandma Crowd and you get the yeah. real people paying right. the real bucks to yep. sit and watch. You, mm-hmm. and they're still laughing and cheering you on yeah. and you're getting extended. That was the most encouraging thing about doing it in New York was that it because of the I got really nice uh, write-ups in the Times and and um, yeah uh, you did the, and in Time Out and it attracted people that never would have come to see it that right. didn't know me at all well, and, also and I got to show. talk to a lot of I know it sounds like oh god come to yeah. this soul. <laughs> but um, you know, thanks to Charles Isherwood at the Times and Adam Feldman at Time Out, they were like, they really liked it and they pushed it. And there were people that came and I talked to people afterwards who were just like, I never would have come to see this, but I'm so glad. I, you know, and they related yeah. to it on a different level. And that was really satisfying to me because I never thought that it would even appeal to, you know, um, you know, 70 year old Jewish couples that were going to, you know, that were going to come in and they were like, oh, it was, you know, they wanted to talk to me about marriage and yeah. their experience with it. And well, I'm also, like, oh, I don't there's know. something so incredibly human about it that I, it doesn't surprise me that it would go oh, beyond thanks. just gay. I agree. And it was about friendship. I also like I don't know what the space looked like in New York, but in L.A., I mean, that's a small space. You were mm-hmm. right. I mean, I could probably reach out and touch you mm-hmm. if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you can really feel the room. It's not like performing for 150 people. You're like, well, right. I get an idea of the room, but right. I don't know. It's like, well, I can I see did, your eyes. Barrow Street in uh, New York uh, is 200 seats. And it was it felt crazy intimate, though. It was really weird how every night felt different. And, and I think, too, because it is just me up there and there's almost no, I mean, um, uh, almost no sound cues except for the, the montage in the middle. And so, like, it's a show that I'm really, you know, um, very connected with people in. I'm sorry, everyone listening to this, you're like, you haven't seen the show, you don't even know. And I'm like, and then that moment and <laughs> on page four when, oh, we won't spoil it. Wait, that I'm not doing it now, so you can't even do it now. So anyway, <laughs> how fun is that? Um, well, I just we, um, I just want to talk to you. I want to hear from both of you if you have any um, stories or revelations or anything minor, major in between. Who wants to go first? Ladies first. Mm. You're such a gentleman. <laughs> Is I <know>. he? <laughs> <laughs> I called that throwing me under the bus. Um, bing, I don't know. Bing, bing, I was bing. like sort of thinking, watch, I, there's a couple of things I could... I, uh, I, I got a thing in the mail today that it, the IRS is saying that I owe ten thousand dollars in back taxes. <gasps> what? Which is why I went to Wendy's on the way here. Oh like, my oh. god! <clears throat> is which that a I mistake? don't. It is a mistake. Okay. So I can oh. talk about that, or okay. I can talk okay. about. Um, well, that's um, that's okay. So the, we can just talk about that for a little bit. That's crazy. So I think what happened was. Uh, it's actually not that interesting. I I had a like a, a retirement account that I rolled over, uh-huh. and they thought I withdrew all the money, so they were trying oh, to tax me on the okay, withdrawal. Okay. Which I think this is my oh I, I I know exactly what it is. But if if I'm wrong, then I'm totally fucked. I don't have ten thousand dollars. Well, who does just lying around to give to I mean, the IRS? Certainly not me. Well, I mean, I have a savings account, but it does not have ten thousand dollars. Well, in it. and and oh my god! So, but that's it's just it's got to be a. But Drew, weren't you saying earlier that you socked some stuff away? Yeah, do you have you a penny jar with ten thousand? Wow, I really <laughs> help her out I really, a little I'm bit. really sorry I've ever said that because <laughs> I feel like I, I'm gonna end up writing you guys a, a check that's going <laughs> I to bounce. Venmo. Oh, you, okay, 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 great. And that just makes it easier. Okay, great. Okay, good. Whatever's easy for you. Okay, okay great. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what it is because you know it's that you know. I hope um, so. 
Oh my God, I'm so sorry. What a nightmare. It's just so scary to get that letter though. Yeah, well, I was like leaving the house and I saw this big, huge envelope from the IRS and I just filed my taxes. I just got my returns and it was mm. so great this year. I actually got yeah. money back and then I yeah. was like, oh fuck, are you kidding me? Of course, this is like exactly mm-hmm. how it all works out as soon right. as you get your money back. Right, they're, like, and they're like, we need more. So you're just a matter of like having to just, like wait on a really long phone call and talk to somebody and be like, yeah, and yeah. it's also just like, like my birthday's coming up, so I'm starting to have this like, I don't know if you guys do this around your birthday where you start like doing the like check of the year and being like, oh, nope, not at all. I take no stock <laughs> no, in that. Sorry. Of course, of so course. So yeah, my birthday's coming up and I'm getting it. I'm married, as you know, and yes. I'm talking about having kids and like all that kind of stuff. And you go like. I can't even fucking do my taxes. How am I going to yeah. have a child? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All those things start going through of course. your head. And then also just being a woman in the industry, right? Like it takes you out for a little bit, although yep. it's a very child-friendly industry. You it know, is. It, your body is part of your work. So, to you know, I can't just go in and be like, I'm going to play a detective. I'm nine months pregnant. Right, 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 right. So yeah, exactly. It's just It just sort of like started the ball rolling of like... It's got to be hard to like navigate when to do that too. When you're like, you've got to be doing it when you're like ready and also financial. But it's also like, well, you have to and add... I don't have it. I don't have the thing. I, a lot of women are like, I just always knew. And I, you know, I thought I would have kids. I like kids. Mm-hmm. But like the older I get, I'm sort of like, eh, I don't know. Like, I don't have that thing that's mm-hmm. like, oh, like the, the clock is ticking and I just I got to do it. You know, it's funny because I remember when we first met, we talked about this and you had a little bit of, of that. It's waned as I've gotten to know you, which yeah. I think is really interesting. Yeah. And I think part of it is I think I just have gotten like further along in my career but I also am not of course I mean none of us I'm sure in the place we we thought we'd be or want right, to be right? right and so it's like I'm I don't always think that sort ever of like, goes away for anybody I think yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's the ultimate thing is like it doesn't matter how much success you have yeah. you're always I remember I was We've talked about that a lot and yeah. it's like no matter what you're always going to find somebody that's doing in your mind better than you or Even has if it you're all like together Jennifer and, Lawrence you're like oh well, Emma Stone did four movies right. last year and I only did two right. or whatever like yeah you know exactly. what I mean it's, it, it, something that Jordan Black, who's done this show before, has always said it a lot is it's just something that I think is so wise. He's like, if if Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks lived across the street from each other, you know, they could look across and one of them could say, oh, my God, this guy is in his 50s and he still looks amazing. He does these huge action movies and he's and he makes millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's still a movie star in his 50s. How does he do it? And then the other one can look across and go, "Oh my God, this guy has two Oscars. He has a fa- like a really stable family. He's not in a crazy cult, yeah, you know. And he's and he's no- and he's also known as like the nicest guy in the industry. How does he do it? Like, yeah. and they both the rest of the world goes, "That's Tom Hanks. That's Tom Cruise. They both are you know huge winners. Doing great. So you can always do that. You can always be like, oh, am I? You know, you just have to know what's right for you. But I also think it's important to know." When you, if you don't want a baby, then to say, I don't that's, like, and yeah. that's, and I think that's really, I think that's actually brave because I think that we are so, you know, told, um, right. as, and especially, you know, straight women are, are told like, oh, well you should want this, you know? Yeah. And it's a lot about what I talk about in my show to bring up my solo show again. It's that like, you know, as gay people, we're, we're, you know, we, we don't play by the rules and we have no rules and everything's our, we make our own path. And then. It's like with gay marriage coming in, it's like we're now told you should want to be married. You should want these things that straight people want. And I'm like, straight people shouldn't want those things if they don't want them. Like, it should be a thing that you, um, you know, you have to find that from within. And if you don't have it, then, you know, great. I know. Um, and And if you have it later in life, then you have it later in life. I mean, it's like it is, you know. The irony, though, I have to jump in, is that Kate 
and and her husband TJ are both such awesome people. And yeah. the irony is they would be wonderful parents. Oh yeah. Of course. Thank you. And they're both of course well, it's true. And, yeah, it and is true. They they're two people that I'd be like, "Oh my god, if I could go back and have you as my parents." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're both smart and loving and nurturing and it's just interesting that I have found as I've gotten older friends of mine that don't want to have kids sometimes are the people that I wish would have <laughs> well, as I, opposed I have to, to the you, others. I think about that because I'm like, there's all these people in Arkansas that are having 30 kids that right. are all going to turn out to be like racist homophobes. Right. And I feel a social responsibility to have one kid that's like, you know what? If you're trans, go for it. Right, you know right, what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, although those kids are always born in Arkansas, they're never born in. Germany, you know what I mean? But I, the kids that are born here, the parents want them to be trans. Yeah. They're like, "No, I'm cis, mom. Please leave me alone. Put on the dress yeah. and stop the shenanigans now." <laughs> I had friends that were like with their, you know, kid in the park, and they were playing, and then they were they they saw these parents that were that were uh, with the little boy and and they were calling him, let's just say Lauren or something, or calling the them. A female's name, and they're like, "Oh, that's wonderful." And um, how long has Lauren been Lauren? And they're like, "Oh, just this week." <laughs> <laughs> and it's so like you're like, "Okay, you know what? Maybe the kid is like, I'm a monster this week. I'm a rock this week. I'm Lauren next week." <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, "Yeah, that's wonderful." But the parents are so encouraging to where they're like, "It's so honey, eat your kale. You can be whoever you want." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just can't drive through McDonald's or Wendy's. How dare you? Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> But yeah, I know it's, that's so so fun. But I know, I I know, I I hear you on the like social responsibility thing. But I also just think there's a there's a there's something about that. I don't know. Have you seen that Tilda Swinton movie? We need to talk about Kevin. Wait, it's about uh, this. Oh, he just it's it's really about a very liberal complicated woman that you love and hate at the same time and you want her to you know they have a baby and they don't want the baby and it's just the worst possible scenario that that happens and um yeah it's pretty it's pretty bleak <laughs> but you yeah, i don't know but uh, but it's definitely i you feel almost like they feel the need to have a baby is from that yeah. reason well also because, what i don't want is to regret something right like right. you only i you know someone said to me like you only regret the things you don't do kind of thing and i also like part of it is like well i always said that i would because my dream was to get like to be a series regular on a show and then get pregnant because it's like I ha- i'm already on the show they can't, yeah, yeah, they can't yeah, yeah, fire yeah, me yeah, for yeah, getting yeah. pregnant sure and i have everything in place well that might never happen you know what i mean i mean but it's also like you're, you know, I, I think like you know, sometimes we have these dreams because they just sound good, right. and then it's like, but you're really when you day to day, when you really get more and more specific about what your dreams are, that's more important, you know. I mean, I right. think it's like, yeah, we can all say those things because no one says, I really want to just audition for, you know, Forever. guest stars and co-stars and get a couple a year and. <laughs> Then just like in between that, you know, cry, you know, I mean, you know, or whatever. And that's not a bad life, but you know, or whatever. I don't know. But like you dream of these things that, um, and yeah, like on your series regular might come when you're in your fifties right. and then you might work on, you know, for 30 years after that, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. so who knows when and what'll come. And so what you, you know, um, yeah, I get it. And the other thing too, is that nobody does it perfectly. Nobody does right. it like the right way. Like everybody makes mistakes and that's part of what we do, you know. But it's there's like, no take backs. Like we have cats that we love. But like no. if something happened, we could take them to a shelter. You right. can't do that with kids. No, 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 no. You know no. what I mean? Like exactly. it's Or cats. Don't do that with your cats either. Oh my god. I'm, 
I would kill myself before I'd get rid of my cats. Yeah, there's I love just them no. So much. Yeah, you can't do that with a cat. No, 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 no. And I mean, if it's not a cat or a dog, fuck it. Birds, rabbits, <laughs> Can gerbils. Can I take my kid to the shelter? Please, fuck it. Yeah, I throw them away. Anything but a cat or a dog. But cats and dogs are wonderful. I have a rule when I used to teach improv. I used to say you can't abuse cats or dogs. I don't care about any other animal. Rip a bird apart, punch a monkey oh. in the face. I don't oh. care. But I was like, I mean, not really. But you know, I yes, just am like, yes, yes, and, but. I, but I was like, the thing is that so many, so many people in scenes, they always want to start a scene where there's a dead dog. And I'm like, I can't watch that. I won't watch it's that. It's also not It's not funny. funny. Yeah. Number one. But it's also like, I won't because they, I do. I just. What's the space work in that? A lot of digging. Oh, right. The shovel work? <laughs> they want to oh, shovel. Are you and still like, teaching at Groundlings? I'm not. I'm, I might go back soon, but I haven't, I haven't taught, um, this year. So I, I, last year I just taught one class. I sub, I pop in and out. Oh, you do? Time time, I have, so. I have a, like a horror story from Groundlings. Oh my God. I don't know. Do you want to talk sure. about it or no? Maybe I won't to. say the person's name, but yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. I'd I will, rather you not. Okay. Just for my own. Just for my well, own. Well, I will tell you all the people I loved. I had Carrie Syme, who was great, yes, and wonderful. Colleen Smith, who of was course, wonderful. Wonderful. And then for um for three hundred one, I had someone else. And um, you're already using a UCB term for three hundred one, but um I know what you mean. Oh, for sorry. Ad- whatever. Advanced or whatever the yeah, third or lab version or whatever. Oh, sure. I can't sure. remember what it was. Yeah. This was like at least ten years ago, and um at the end, you know, you have the little um meeting and they tell uh-huh. me if you pass or not uh-huh. and the person said to me um, I'm not going to pass you because you remind me of me oh my god and, you know those classes are like $450 that that was my feedback no like you know what you could work on your space work or your characters that was my feedback and I was like are you fucking kidding me that's insane yeah. just because you remind me of me mm-hmm. in a, in a, in I never came back because I because I I what? think it was like um I um, had some of the same bad habits as this person or something. I'm not sure. Great. There was well, then no, that's... Then t- and also tell me what they are. Like, right. you could work on this. Right. I went right over to UCB. It's very hard because, you know, it sucks because, they, you know, it is people's experience as a place. It can come down to one person, you know, yeah. versus the whole the whole ideology of a whole place. And I also just think you just have to believe you're going to end up at the best place you're going to end up. And I've gone all these other places and I you know so I I mean I only have taught at the Groundlings but I've you know I've done a lot at UCB I've performed yeah. there a lot and IO and Second City and they're all great and and fucked up in their own ways and they totally. all have a lot of problems and you know but um you know it is you know um it, it, it's hard when you get feedback that you don't it's not understand useful. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like useful. I can build on this and I you know I actually found that UCB was better for me because it was more like start from your top of top of your intelligence play yourself kind uh-huh. of thing right. and, and the girl is like you have, don't be yourself play a character yeah. don't limit yourself to you and, and I that you know. just wasn't really for me and now kind of yeah, that's the thing and that's great to know that because yeah. that's the thing there's no right answer to how you do it like and that's people I, I, I am so tired when people will stop me at a party or on Facebook Facebook. Uh, those are the two spots where people love to go. Hey, I just moved to town, or hey, I want to take an improv class. Where should I go? And I'm like, There's first of 43 all, three places. First of all, like you take charge of your life, be an adult. I didn't ask anybody that when I started taking classes. I just went to a show at the Groundlings and I loved it, and I took classes there. And then you know, I I so do your research. What do you like? Who are the actors that you really look? You know, that you admire. Um, and then go to one, and if you don't like it, go somewhere else, totally. or don't do it. Like, there's no answer, but I think people want a quick, you know. I also think that they think, oh, well, if I just do Groundlings, I'll get on SNL, and it's like, right, oh, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of no, people. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Well, like that's Jordan a terrible, Black, you know, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's not a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are plenty of amazing people that don't do that. But, um, I, yeah, anyway, um, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not helpful. I also 
try really hard as a teacher because I have a lot of students that have come through that remind me of me Mm -hmm. in different ways. But I'll be like, oh, my God, I have the same problems. But I try to not say that because I I do I think it comes off a little like creepy like you remind me of me when I was at that stage in my or something yeah and and I don't think it's it is not useful to them either it's also, also narcissism it is narcissism that's the other one's going to say that it's like it's putting my own experience onto theirs and sort of forcing them to you know and I don't know I, I really don't care if they're a fan of me or my work you know I'm there to help them so when I say you remind me of me it's like if I'm expecting them to take that as a compliment that's disgusting if they're offended by that then that's problematic like there's kind of no good yeah. in that other than I, you know you, I get it when you're saying like oh my god I had the same issues I was always too big or I was always too, you know I, I wasn't listening or whatever it is but and that can be a conversation but to even bring yourself into it it feels it's a little about bit like you it's about you right yeah and that being said I had a ton of great teachers at Grand Lake mm-hmm. that was just one bad experience mm-hmm. yeah but it, it, it really did teach me like oh this is not the style for me this SNL mm-hmm. style is not for me mm-hmm. no and that's anyway. good to know it's good to know yeah Paul I turn down SNL. You, know? uh, you turn it down every year, don't you? I do. You? I just, He's like, Lauren, you know, stop I've calling me. I've got things going on. And I just felt here like, you Burbank. We have this podcast, number one. So exactly. why why go do SNL? I have tires to change. I get it. I totally Hikes get to it. Do. Hikes to do. CrossFit. I know. I, know. I get CrossFit. it. I totally get it. Yeah. He's oh my never God, done CrossFit. He's never done it once in his life. Never. And I won't. No, I haven't either. Um... Yeah, but what's tell me tell me a story tell me about a what a other than my Barbara Streisand yeah I don't know um, God Kate's was so good so I'm gonna was go, it? It, no it was great because it was really heartfelt mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm I steal napkins you do I from do. restaurants anywhere cloth napkins <laughs> no I just have never bought napkins I won't ever you'll never see me at Smart and Final or Costco buying a big thing of napkins that is true you have wow. steal them. logos on them at your house wow. so if you come over to my house do you have like all these like, mismatched Paul can yeah. I please have a napkin sure. it will say Chipotle or Wendy's or, <laughs> or Wendy's because I or just, just grab a stack I'm, it's, I, it's, it's, it's a thing and you know what I learned it from my stepmonster. Wow. She used to do that. And she and wasn't even poor. No. I know. No, but no. it's just a thing where, you know, I get but it. It's, where you're so like, I'm a little bit of a napkin klepto. Uh-huh. I'm like a little napkin hoarder. Do you take uh, utensils and, and uh, packets True. of sauce? Come on. No. No. I don't do okay. that. Let's okay. Do that. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I take sauces you uh-huh. know, or I save them. I have uh-huh. a little baggie. Sure. I'm a Virgo. So I, I when I have things like that, I save them and I put them in a little baggie. Wow. So that I have just in case right. I run I, out I of need soy Taco sauce. Bell hot sauce. Right. Oh, the most delicious of, <laughs> of flavors possible. I have no business being this old and being alive with the way. <laughs> I, eat. I say that to him all the time, and he's it's, thin. He eats like a monster. You are monster. really thin. I know. Yeah, I know. That's just I know. CrossFit, you know. I, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. 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 No, it's like What's proof that it doesn't matter what you know. Doesn't matter what you do. You can eat Wendy's and Taco Bell a day and still look do you know like. Do they Pulitin. call the gym at CrossFit their box? I'm going to the box. Why? I it's I don't know. I don't do CrossFit. I just have a friend who does. The box. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going like you know me and the people in my box. We're working out. Oh, is oh, it like your group? God, I just want your, to like, I, are you, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. Well, it's a whole culture. They've built a whole, it's a whole business. It's in, it's in, you know, and so, of course, they would, they would have terminology because if, just yeah. like if, anywhere yeah. else, they like, you have to learn your terms it's and it's bro-y, part of the, although he's gay and not bro but I don't know. 
Although he's gotten a little more bro since he's been going there. See? He there wears you a go. lot of like tank tops that scoop real low on the side. He's not uh, listening, I hope. Okay. <laughs> well Well you didn't say his name, so we're yeah, good. Exactly. You're holding up a sign with his name on it right <laughs> Does now. Does that so we count? Is that good as my revelation? What? Are you? Yeah, that, no, I think it's good. I just I would love to like figure out what that's what that's about. Like you, you just you. I just want to know how many different kinds of napkins do you have? Your well, Drew. Well, Drew. Well, um, it really just anywhere I go. Mm-hmm. I just did it last week. I went to Chipotle. Mm-hmm. And I got a handful of napkins. Do you keep them in your car? Because I do that. I do. Because that's always helpful. I do. Because sometimes you, know? you need to wipe something up. Right. And 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 in our in our worlds, we're always in our car. Yep. And exactly, I have so many water bottles and uh, napkins in right. my car. And I'll have friends say, "Oh shoot, I spilled that." And I'm like, "Don't worry, don't worry. I've got you covered. Pick mm-hmm. your fast food of, of Here's choice." Here's a McDonald's napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sandpaper. Who do you think has but... the best napkins? That's the habit. The hamburger habit? No, the is it the hamburger habit? Yes, it's the hamburger place, but the okay. habit. Oh, it's softer. just called the habit. That's right. Hamburger Hamlet was yeah, that right. other place. That's another place. Yeah, right. so the habit, I think they're They have the best napkins. Everyone that is tuned out. No. <laughs> <laughs> they have an excellent burger, though. Their burgers are incredible. Way better than anything. Really? Well, see, they are. Yeah, see there you go. There. Did you ever feel though that like you're like I, I mean not to get all psycho psychology and like that you were gonna go without or like it was a time where you were like you really have to hold or, or was it just a thing where you're it you is, said you learned from your yeah. your from your stepmother was you it know, like I I'm sure that there uh, you know I'm not uh, I'm not wealthy but I'm not a pauper so mm-hmm. but I think I think you're right it's it, it probably is a sense of like make sure that you're you know that you have the but i could buy them i can afford well, of to course. buy them. Yeah, yeah yeah of course it's so just a thing it's just become a thing and uh-huh. a habit because i watched my parents do that right. and kind of sorry hoard certain things yeah, so sure it's behavior that after hearing myself actually out loud talking mm-hmm. about it I feel like I'm going to go buy napkins and throw away all the ones I've stolen because <laughs> I, mean, I think that's kind of smart. Actually. It's good to just know that like, those things are because I, I hate waste. So like I drink napkins. water from the tap and uh-huh. I uh-huh. I don't do laundry until I have enough for like you know fairly decent yeah, size. Yeah, yeah. So I'm part of it is yeah. that like I don't want to just go and buy napkins. He's already here. It's just I mean I'm stealing. So it <laughs> but yes and no. But it's also like stealing. no. But these giant companies that are gonna you know it's like they're it's not they're not gonna miss these napkins and you're just like you know and I reuse like if I get a, a diet coke or something let's say from Seven Eleven uh-huh. I keep the cup wow do the refill because it's another plastic cup that I don't want to put out into the environment yeah 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 well that's good and I recycle that's everything. only good so part of this is re- all joking aside part of it is recycling well I know I always steal pens like I'm always I'm, I'm notorious for, for lifting pens and I and I always have several pens on me um, and anytime I'm feeling around going I actually maybe don't have one on me now but I will always grab them um, and I and I think mine is the opposite from growing up and my Family never had pens anywhere. Like you would oh, go, I would like be taking a message on the phone, and like I would dig through drawers, and there'd be everything in the drawer but pens, like string. And I would fly into a rage because for me in my high school, you know, I'd be like, no one writes, no one creates. This family is just about you know consuming, and no one wants to like put anything out there, you know. And so, and I went to that place, 
And so I have a lot of pens, and I always will take them and steal them for that reason. And I think that's what it is, because I'm like, I always want to have a pen on me, even though now, you know, we take notes on our phone, we do everything like that, but I... But there's still nothing like writing something down. I know, I know. I have to write things down. I really, you know, up until just a few years ago, I always had a paper calendar that I wrote all my appointments in, and I like to just, you know, I'm a big writer in that sense and um, I have a hard time on Twitter I don't like I don't use abbreviations of words I have a hard time with all that because I'm I like to use it and express it in that way and I just I, I just my family just didn't ever find that important like you know you know language and writing was not what you know my brother does but like my my parents were just never into you know but that's funny that you got you and your brother you said both kind of went the other way yeah. so your yeah, parents yeah, yeah. weren't those my mom was like my mom was a huge reader like she loved reading but it was just there was something about I don't know why they just they just didn't see any sense uh, in like ever having somebody to write something down with and I thought that was so essential like they always they had everything else so it wasn't like I was like you're making a choice not to have pens were around. they expressive people yes yes in different ways my mom is an art major and she was very my mom still is very crafty and she's an interior designer and she's always in the interior and like um she sells rugs and lamps and accessories and so she's very um, artsy in that way. She sells that she makes. No, or not not. Uh, no, she um, works for like right now. She has like a, a line of uh, rugs and um, picture frames and accessories and stuff that she sells and lamps and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but she she used to make a lot of stuff around the house, and then she used to be an interior designer and would go into you know people's homes and you know. Now, and do she, you have that skill? Or are you none of it? it. I have none of that. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah, my dad has a PhD in economics. Like, we could not be... And, he, you know, he really enjoys art, but he doesn't quite... Well, and he, he's supportive. He doesn't quite get it. Like, they, it's very It's very literal. strange what happened because my dad sold furniture forever. And, um, you know, so my dad was in the, the furniture business. My mom... So they were very much about, like, they, Sunday afternoons, they wanted to go drive around and look at houses being built. They would walk through, like you know, houses under construction and they love to look at floor plans. And so they were really into architecture and art in that way. And like, you know, that was always a big part of growing up. They loved furniture and they loved uh, design. And none of that really appeals to me that much. I wish it did. I mean, I, I can Do look at like things. Do you like going to open know. houses though? No, because I go back to my childhood and I'm like so bored when I look okay. at that. That's how I feel about camping. I'm like, I don't now, want to do that again. my apartment, I still have boxes of things up against walls. I have not hung pictures. I've lived there for two years. <gasps> I haven't painted the walls. And I have an adorable ish place. I mean, it's it has potential to be really cute. If you moved in, actually. If I actually moved in. <laughs> and I just don't. I just don't care. It's not even like from any sort of place of just like, oh, it's Doesn't that it? drive you crazy, though, if you look, if you're sitting watching TV and you see a box? That I don't have a TV. I would, I'd would. i rip my face off. <laughs> oh, I, I just don't care. It doesn't. Really? I'm never home. And when I am home, I'm just like, I love the quiet and the downtime. And I just, it now, I want that. I know that I would enjoy things even more if I so but I can do understand you? why you're, you're saying it, I was going to say yeah it's well, okay. like maybe you just well, if you don't. really cared you'd do it well and maybe it's to your point of like wanting to have a kid and like society telling you you should want that I think that I definitely think what would happen was would be that I would have people over more and I would probably decline a lot of going out opportunities and a lot of bullshit show opportunities that I really don't have to be doing. You know, I mean, I love going out at night and having things to do every night and I do almost every, almost every night. So when I have one random night alone home, I'm so happy to just do nothing. So the last thing I want to do is be spending time in my house working on things. 
if someone did it for me, I would be thrilled and be happy. Is your mom still alive? She is, yeah, yeah. Why doesn't she come to town and do she it? She wants to, and she's always threatened to do oh, it. She's always like, she would drive her, her crazy if she came to a place. She would just be like, "What are you doing? Why are you?" You know, just go, so close go to away IKEA. from. You can come stay with me. I have, a, I have a spare bed. Well, thank you. A bedroom, so you can. No, stay I mean, with me I, and, have and your also mom have real. I have good friends that are interior designers in town who I could just hire to do my place. Yeah. You know, um, and I just don't put that energy into doing that, and so. Um, yeah, I, I understand anyway. that though. Like, I I recently was given uh, some furniture that you know my furniture was fine, and Kate, I mean, has seen my house, and it's it, it's nice, it's you know quaint. But someone gave me furniture that's really nice, mm-hmm. so now I'm I, I'm loving it, and I go thrift store shopping trying to find great pieces from mid century, mm-hmm. and I've so now I've gotten really into it. But I used to not be into it, kind of like you. Where I was like, that's eh, fine. Yeah, everything's like kind of beige and white. Right, it looks nice, and I'm pretty neat. So, but you also don't entertain at all. No, because I, it's so much work. Yeah, if I had a partner, like if I had a boyfriend that was into it, I would do it. We entertain so much. I would be into it. That's how I would do. I would feel that way too. And I would help, and I'll like I'll do the dishes. I'll help set up. I'll do anything. I just don't want to organize it. Well, and also we're the only. A couple. We have a lot of married couple friends, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're the only ones that own a home. So, and we have this really beautiful backyard that we were on one of those like makeover TV shows for our backyard, and we have a full bar back there. So we entertain a lot. Like we we just had Passover. We had seventeen people over for Passover. Oh my god! And that's mm-hmm. you know we did three days of cooking. Like yeah. cooking matzo yeah. soup for seventeen people. Oh, oh that's god, probably that's a lot of fun when you're like something like that sounds really fun if you have yeah. a lot of people that can kind of contribute in the kitchen. Well, and, it was just me and my and mom. And none of them are me. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of setup, a lot of cleanup, a lot. Yeah. Of, it is fun, yeah. but it, it I get it. It's yeah. a lot of it's a lot. stuff. But it's you don't have people over, Drew? No, I don't. And it's a lot of it is because I don't have time and I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to carve out more, you know. I mean, I love going out. I'm very social. It's not like I don't, you know, but I just it's just it, there's never a time when I'm like you know for the other thing too when you have people over usually it's on the weekends and I always have, have a show right and so I'm like going and doing a show or, or when I'm not doing I'm in rehearsals or something or I'm just exhausted and the right. last you thing I want to do like, is planning come over at yeah it makes everything you know it's like and that's the same with dating too I'm just like when am I going to have time it's not like I don't want to but I'm just like I don't know when I have time and energy, and if like when I if I want to go out after a show, I really want to go out with friends. I don't want to be going on a date at eleven o'clock pulling makeup on my you, face. But would you want to have a boyfriend? Yes, I okay, do. So, Paul, but do you want a boyfriend? I put no sure, but I put no effort into it. Wow, well, the other I know. Thing. I mean, Sounds like Paul. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very much the same. So Kate always says, "Like, do you really want that?" Because I don't know. I know. I mean, also, Paul has. I mean, you've lived alone. When did you and for, Michael break up? Oh, God. I mean... 10 years ago or 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. No. So he's lived alone for 10 years. Yeah. And you've had a but couple... I, same here, I also though. love living alone. I know. Me too. That's like what I'm saying. when my last That's boyfriend very moved inviting. in with me, I was like, why don't you have that bedroom and I'll have this bedroom? And he... His head exploded. He's like, well, then we're just roommates. And I'm like, well, no, we can spend every night if we want in the same bed but I want you to have your private mm-hmm. kind of sanctum and I frankly want mine mm-hmm. so I no, I think that's he- I don't game, know though. I think that's healthy I think that's really healthy really I do I didn't I think know if it's it was important. like slightly I think it's cold a, well on it depends Danish, on you know? it depends on <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> it depends on the the setup of the relationship and what's gonna make you happy because 
it would be a real transition for me if I was like on top of somebody all the time at all moments. I, I would, it's I, I would, I would be getting, I would be getting housebroken would be really hard for me. I, I need my space. I need my time when I don't have to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, between doing, you know, my life, when I have a day off and people are like, let's get to lunch. I'm like, that's not a day off. I'm no offense to anybody. I love yeah. everybody that, you know, but uh, I don't love everybody. Who am I kidding? But, uh, <laughs> but, I I really want a day where I don't talk to anyone, or I, I'm going to go, or like a, an afternoon where I can go to a movie by myself. I love, oh my God, I, love that the best. I love going to dinner by myself. And oh, so we both just came. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Alone time <laughs> is really best. important. You Especially know? like movies alone. And, oh, the greatest. Love and so it. I just don't know that. So for me, I, I I think that's just great. And I've also said I only want somebody who's as busy as I am, you know, at least at yeah. times, because I don't want a shadow. I don't want somebody that's there all the time. And I don't want to be anybody's shadow. I don't Right, it's want just not that. as interesting. It's not. And, and so And I felt like I, I, I also wanted a little bit of that romance too. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't need to hear you snore. I don't want you to hear me snore or if I you know like and I know that's just life and that's probably, you know, uh, a myopic point of view, but I just kind of feel like having some separation is mm-hmm. Is really nice because then when also, you're spending the time, that's what works for you. That's what's honest. That's what's to. that's what's real for you. Yeah, and and you being honest with yourself and with your partner. For somebody else, that's that would be a nightmare. And that, that's, that's that's for them. You know, what I mean, like there's no right answer. Yeah, because the opposite of that. that is like for me, it's like I like the safety and security of like no, we I pee with the door open. Like I, I, I farted on like the second date. Like I wasn't, you know, like this is who I am. Right, like right, you right, can't right, ever yeah. look back and be like you were so nice to me. You cooked for me. And I'm like no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah, did yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Although I do do those things, but like. Well, and I love that. That's one of the reasons I, I think Kate and I really bonded initially when we met was because we're both that way. We're both kind of the filters off. Yeah, we just yeah. are who we are. Right. And some people may like that, and some people may and some people want don't. to murder us. Yeah. yeah. But but I I loved that about you that you were someone that I think you did fart probably the second time I was. Yeah. Well, I am Jewish. I have a very bad stomach. <laughs> well, as it's, and it's important to fart. I mean, it don't is. hold it's it human, in. You know? It's only human. Um, well, you guys have uh, an amazing web series together because um, we're, we're we're at end of time. But I want to talk about your your show really quickly. You're on this great web series called Dropping the Soap. Um, where can we find it? Um, it's on Amazon. It's probably the best place to find it. But it's yeah, also yeah. iTunes if you don't have it. Yeah, okay, iTunes, great. Amazon, iTunes or I- Amazon. Amazon. It's hilarious. It's behind the scenes of a soap opera, which I'm going to talk about in my intro. But reminds me of Soap Dish, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time. And but I don't really know anything else that really sort of you know hit that. And that movie was. 25 years ago at least but um yeah um that really like sort of explores the the world what inspired you to do that for that that world well we both uh, and our co-creator mandy fabian we all at some point really were into soaps but i actually was taking a nap one day and i remember someone saying to me write what you know mm-hmm. and i got my sag card as an actor doing an under five as it was called then mm-hmm. on general hospital and i okay. always you know as a kid growing up it was who did you play on general me. hospital um, oh, it was. Like I don't think I had a number name. Two or something? Probably oh. like guy. I remember I had leather fringe boots. <laughs> oh my god, I love yeah, it. with the jeans tucked in. Yes, okay. yes. Um, and you were a waiter. And no, no, no. Oh. She was being funny. Oh, okay. Uh, no, <laughs> I think. Oh, you know, I I was a, a guest on a show called The Colton Connection. Okay. And Robin Bernard was singing, and Colton Shore was. He was like a. Inspiration. So you were supposed to be like a musician or something? No, no, no. I was like a guest on the show. 
I mean, we're going back a, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but get, was I get, was I a guest on the show, or was I an audience member, or a fan, something? Okay. Anyway, it wasn't that interesting. But <laughs> I, I, uh, I always kind of had an affinity for soaps growing up because it was a way to escape. Sure. And it was. Fun. What were your favorite soaps? General Hospital. Okay. Yeah. So I remember. I remember Luke running and Laura. home. Yeah, yeah. And I've told this before. You know, uh, running home to see the last fifteen minutes of the episode. Because um, it was always on at three o'clock, right? It was well in Tennessee. It was two to three, and we got oh. out of school at two thirty. Okay, and I—that's when I started when I was living back in the south. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'd get out of school at two thirty, and I'd run home. Well, oh, I wow. also didn't want to get beat up, but I also I would run <laughs> home to see the last fifteen minutes of General Hospital. Well, I remember I, if I remember correctly, because my mom was obsessed with All My Children, which was I think on at one, and then One Life to Live was on at two, and then General Hospital was on at three in L.A. Yes. Um, okay. Well, that was I did. I in South Carolina, North Carolina, I guess what it would have been. Um, I think that was a schedule, but it may have been an hour earlier. May, you know, maybe I don't know. But that was the that was the order. Right. It was always like we watched all my children, all my children was one number one, and then one life to live usually, and then occasionally we watched General Hospital. My mom was still in the mood to still watching the, Ooh, the really? shows. Yeah. Oh god. I love but I mean, I grew up with Erica Kane and Adam and um, Spencer. What was his twin brother's name? On all I my children. I all my children. Yeah. It was um, what's his name? David. Canary. David Canary. David Canary. He yep. was so good. He was wonderful, and he played twins. He was Adam was really evil, and then he played. Right. Yeah, I can't remember the other Sp- one's name. I want to say it was like Spencer or um, whoever's listening. Please help me out because I don't Google anything on the show. And, um, and remember- he had messy hair. That was that meant he and he and, a, and like a Cosby sweater. That meant he was the nice one. <laughs> right. Do you remember? I, this is going way back. Francesca Francesca James. No. She played Kitty. On all oh, my children, oh. and I was like, I mean, I was. A I remember Phoebe because Phoebe had like a consignment shop, <laughs> and she was like a big, loud woman. She, you know, big I think bubble I hair. Remember that, right? And um, I remember, um, of course, Dorothy Lyman, who was um, Opal Sue. Yes, Opal Sue yes. Gardner, because she was like a gossip. <laughs> yes, and Carol Burnett came on the show. Yes, I mean, did. it was amazing. It was amazing. And, Susan and that Lucci was the was golden incredible. age, wasn't it? The eighties, yeah, I think. Yeah. And when you and I, were, I mean, we're probably similar, close yeah. in age, and and growing up, and it was really yeah. fun. Oh my god, the greatest! And it was when they were kind of at their heyday. So yeah. for me, that was kind of why I came up with the idea for dropping the soap because yeah. I thought I love behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I love watching interviews of people that I find interesting or the making of fill in the blank yeah you know as yeah, a yeah, little yeah. boy i would read any book that was the making of a movie making of yeah. gone with the wind making of wizard of oz whatever yeah. so i thought well i'm gonna put this together and it's gonna be behind the scenes of a failing soap opera right right and it was at a time when when we first started talking about doing this a few years ago because it's been a few years in the making um you know soaps were getting canceled and people were losing their right lives right, right right yeah it's, so we wanted to kind of just do a fun workplace mm-hmm comedy oh it's so that. fun you guys are both hilarious on the show too I mean Kate did you you grow up loving soaps too or? yeah I mean I watched Days of Our Lives growing up and oh, like, yeah. I got into General Deidre Hospital Hall? college was Deidre Hall in Days or is she I don't know Young and the Restless I don't know Deidre, I, I watched it no, when I was in 7th grade Lives. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. but I don't know any of their real names I really oh, okay, okay. remember General Hospital a lot better because my uh, my three roommates in college got, Marlena uh, watched I think is Deidre Hall she yeah, Marlena. Marlena. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Marlena. And also, Days of Our Lives also had the one, the... Um, Hope and Bo. The woman that, that played like 12 characters. The, um, and her name, Eileen Davidson. 
She's yeah, amazing. And so she played like a million people. She was like, Christian. She'd be like, oh, we're like country woman. <laughs> she's like, Christian. And she had like Austin Powers teeth in. And she'd be like a man. Oh, she was like a weird I brother. I remember seeing. Who was, who was like a warlock or something. I don't know. Yeah. But where else can you get those opportunities? You just, well, I mean, Passions. I don't know if you guys remember. When I was passions, in college, General Hospital had Passions on after it for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and I think there was, like a, a there was the well. Like yeah. There was like a genie in a well in Passions. There was a little like devil. There was like a little, I don't know. There was a little person. A little person but who. But he was evil. Juliet Mills, right? Yes, Juliet Mills. He had like powers. Maxwell yeah. Caulfield's like, wife. She was like a British Stevie Nicks. Yes, yes, of course. And then, sure. I mean, but there were some good. I mean, I've said this a million times, but like Amber Tamblyn was on at mm-hmm. the late '90s, and it was such a good yeah. um, storyline. Oh, uh, eight million. You know, it's like always. I love the, the stories that people that have. Because I remember Sarah Michelle Geller from All My Children. Yeah. She was Erica Kane's daughter. And um, you know, there's there's so many that you're like, oh my god, they were from blah 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 blah. Yeah, a lot I've always of admired that. I've never done a soap. Me neither. I've never been on a set of a soap. Oh really? No, it's I would really love to go. I would love to do. You know, and I have friends that you know have done it. I know Alec Mopla just did one recently. He posted on Facebook. I'm doing such and such soap this week or something, and it'd be so fun to do. I think it would be a blast. Yeah, I know? haven't been on. I mean, I keep saying to my friend Nadia, who's on, who plays Chloe, uh, Nadia Bjorlin, who plays Chloe on Days of Our Lives. And mm-hmm. is in our show. She's the uh-huh. one who replaces her. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Meaning Kate. For those of you that can't see me pointing, uh, but she's awesome. And I'm like, you've got to invite me. I want to come and watch. Um, yeah, you shoot days and have lunch. And they shoot like 30 pages a day, and At it goes least. so they fast, shoot, and it's, it's like crazy. crazy. Stuff. And then they go down for a period. Like they'll shoot for a while, I think, and then they take a break, like a little hiatus, mm-hmm. because they're doing what they can financially to just keep the show going mm-hmm. and make it affordable and keep their actors without you know, changing their salaries too much yeah. and to keep them going. So they're doing whatever they can as far as sacrifice to do that. So fascinating. So not the world of Soap Dish anymore. You know I mean? Where those people were such stars. Yeah. Right. And now it's like these, you know, equally talented people who deserve to be equally well, lauded. Well, they're going who online, just, right? Know. Like the, right. So Drew and I were just at this award ceremony, which by the way, he won best supporting, well, best uh, guest best actor. Best guest actor on your husband's show That's on right, hashtag husband, adulting. Yeah. Yeah, was, check it out. We, that's that Ben Bauer's show, right? Ben Bauer's show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. And Tani Tomei. They, they have a... They, he's, yeah, he's great on show. Yes, and so it's a show called Hashtag Adulting. We were laughing... Directed by T.J. Marchbank. Directed by T.J. Marchbank. That's my husband. And so we were laughing at everyone in the audience, and then and then Drew won, and he came back, and he goes, this is the best award show I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> but I was bringing it up because the woman from the Bay with the short red hair. Oh, what's her name? Carolyn Hennessy. Yeah. Who like, I love. Yeah. Who, yeah. Oh, she came to the screening. She's lovely. Yeah, she was there. You've got to have her on the show because she's oh, per, she's to. so yeah, so she's perfect. She's so funny. She's, she's done a great. lot of, of the soaps before, and she's done every guest star and everything. And she's also in um, a movie that I'm in called "You're Killing Me," which is which is also really fun. And if you haven't seen that, check that out because it's great. And Carolyn places this ice queen mother of a serial killer, and. Um, I, I when I read the script, I was like, "This is Carolyn Hennessy," and so I was like, "You guys," and then, so they cast her. So I was so so proud of my casting. And that, you know, cause <laughs> she's, she's so pretty. She's, she's gorgeous. She's, she's also beautiful. she's pretty funny. Oh, oh, she she's is. hilarious. Yeah. She's hilarious, and and just like and and just like from another era that, uh, that I want to live in, but I don't know what era it is. Yeah. It's like it's just this <laughs> other time, like almost like a fairy tale. World that Carolyn lives in that I kind of well, love. Well, I want you and Carolyn both if we do a season two. I want oh my God, please. Both. I mean, I, I already like, told you that before. I would this. love to. Anything. You'd, you'd be great. Let on me the know. Show. I would love to do it. I would love It'd to. Be so fun it would, it would, to it would uh, scratch my itch to be on a soap. I can say, well, I 
Kind of was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was on dropping the zone. Um, well, you guys, we're out of time, so sadly. Um, thank you all so much for coming on the show. You don't have to stop talking. <laughs> Both of you just meant <laughs> and just stared at me we like just I'm just got shut down. Uh, oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Um, thank you guys so much for coming and doing this. Thank I want you. To that thank, was so much fun. I want to thank Paul Whitten and Kate Mines. Check out Dropping the Soap on Amazon or iTunes. And have yourself a week of delight. <laughs> Goodbye. CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> 